Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Let's make fun of CNN. Let's talk about credibility. Let's have a great panel on tonight. Let's have some fun on I'm Right. <laughs> Welcome to I'm Right. Let's talk about the media. Everyone does now. People read them back to me. It's great. Sorry, sorry, I didn't realize we were going already. CNN is gone. Well, CNN Plus is gone. The announcement was made today. CNN Plus is not being, you know, retrofitted. We're going to go with a new direction. It's gone. And I know oh, what you're three, saying. Two, Jesse, one. I hope you're not going to take valuable showtime to gloat about such a thing, but that's where you're wrong. I am, as a matter of fact. Because CNN Plus. I'm immature. 
It's not They're around anymore. We and more than anything else, I and we're going to talk about the how the rules have changed. The media changed. I remember the rules CNN hour in your mind. The rules have changed, and they don't like it. We're going to have a blast. We have a panel tonight, a great light in the mood. All that's coming up next. Years convincing them that Donald Trump was a Russian colluding white supremacist Nazi. I've seen CNN do detestable things to this country. So if CNN is going to fall on hard business times, yeah, I'm not above celebrating. I think it's fantastic. I'm glad it's CNN Plus shutting down today. I hope it's CNN Normal shutting down tomorrow. Shutter the building, fire every single employee, and demo the thing to the ground for all I care, because that is exactly what these anti-American pieces of trash deserve. And again, let's just rewind here really quickly. There's more than just gloating about CNN Plus closing down today. There is bubble thinking. And this is actually a symptom of a much larger problem. I could do a whole show on it. In fact, I might do that one of these times of, you see, societies have cultural pillars, as we've talked about a lot, cultural pillars that hold up your society, you know, religion, education, things like that. These are the pillars that hold up societies. Who brings you the news is one of those pillars. And what's happened as all of our pillars have been taken over by the communists is now it's what we call the system, right? We talk about it all the time on the show. So it's a good life temporarily if you're part of the system. It's good to be part of the system. You can't really fail. I mean, not too badly. Even all the losers who got fired today at CNN Plus will go right into MSNBC or CNN Normal or Congressman Jerkwater's office. They'll be fine. So that's good. But the problem is this. People in positions of leadership, like the ones who lead the cultural pillars, well, they're only there as long as the public views them as being trustworthy and influential. And they have so abused that trust, that especially over the last five years, what they've done is they've separated themselves from the masses. This is us, the masses, and here's them. And they're kind of always on top, but they're, they're separating, separating, to now they're their own separate thing. How could you make such a terrible mistake to believe you're going to have 2 million subscribers, which is what they thought they were going to have in the first year, and you ended up with less than 10,000? 10, That's staggering. Those are staggering numbers to miss. Anyone would lose their job over that, but how could you be so off the mark? Well, you enjoyed, you enjoyed the power and privilege that comes with being up there on top, right? You're up there above us, but then you spent way too much time in your own bubble, and now that's the only reality you know. You're disconnected from the real world. That's how you make a mistake that big. And speaking of disconnected from the real world, I know I'm supposed to lead the show with this today. It's all the rage. There's a new Donald Trump, Piers Morgan dust-up where Trump sat down with Morgan and called him a liar, or maybe stormed off or didn't storm off, or they're lying about Trump. And allow me to clarify something. Because you're watching I'm Right, I'm assuming you watch regularly. I'm not doing this again. We have much bigger fish to fry and many, many, many impo more important things going on in this country than Donald Trump's latest fight with whatever loser reporter he chooses to sit down with. This is no longer news. I'm not doing it. This is not going to dominate the show. Let's move on to things that actually do matter. Things like, well, rules and standards. Standards seem to change. In your house, maybe when you were growing up, maybe you have kids now. 
Do your kids talk back to you? Maybe even cuss at you or hit you? Oh, I'm sure you're probably shaking your head. Of course not. Of course not. Your kids are probably very polite, or at least you were when you were younger. I'm sure you screwed some things up. But you have seen kids like that, haven't you? They'll be out in public and they'll scream at their mom, No, I'm buying the candy bar, you idiot! I've seen things like that. In fact, I saw that this weekend, that specific thing. I've seen kids hit their mom. Where am I going with this? What does this have to do with anything? Well, standards. Standards change. Why would a child speak that way to their parents? That's the standard in that home. Rules changed. That's, that home has different rules than probably your home did, than my home does. Well, I think the people who lead the culture, speaking of our cultural leaders, they don't seem to understand the consequences of specifically how they've conducted themselves over the last four or five years. And I know the media has been broken for a very, very, very long time, but specifically the last four or five years, they were uniquely disgusting. A lot of that has to do with Donald Trump and how they viewed Trump as this, you know, remember they didn't think he was gonna win. And so as soon as he won, they were horrified. And then the entire system got together and they, they decided this is a terrible virus and has to be purged at any cost. So they went all in and they tried to purge him at any cost. Two impeachments over nothing, Russian collusion investigation, day after day after day of relentless Nazi white supremacist attacks. We'll get to that in a second. And finally they did, let's, let's be honest, whether you think it's cheating or otherwise, they got rid of him. That, that much venom poured at him all day long. They weaponized COVID, they got rid of him, but they, they succeeded, hey, good work, communists, good work. You got the job done. But what they don't understand is the rules have changed now. The rules have changed in your mind, in my mind. I didn't change them. I don't even like the new rules. I, I want to go back to politics being the way it used to be, but that's not how it is. You want to know why things like January 6th happened? People sat back and they watched you cheer on while communist street animals burned down cities over the summer. So in their minds, the rules changed. Why do people use horrible rhetoric now? Dangerous rhetoric, dangerous labels? Well. Maybe they remember some of the things you said. And now, now that the chickens are coming home to roost, to quote Barack Obama's pastor, these people, people like Nicole Wallace, they can't believe the, the dehumanizing language. And I worry that in covering Glenn Youngkin and his politics of parental choice, all the focus was on how well it worked. And even in our conversations about DeSantis, it's about how well they're serving him. The, the, the truth is, dehumanization as a tactic for politics is from war. Dehumanization is a, it's a, it's a tactic, it's being used right now. The Russians get their soldiers to rape children by dehumanizing them. Dehumanization as a practice is a tactic of war. You know what? She's not wrong. And my goodness, these accusations that are being lobbed at the communists now, I mean, one, just calling them communists. They always complain when I do that. And now they're being called pedophiles, groomers. And that's, that's dehumanizing. That's dehumanizing. How, how could we think that that's okay in public? How, how could we think that it's okay to assign dehumanizing labels to our political opponents? Don't we realize how dangerous that is? Well, Nicole Wallace, I'm, I'm glad you asked the question because boy, this person here, man, this person used a lot of it. 
You now have a president, as you said, talking about exterminating right. Latinos. But he's now given safe harbor to Nazis, to white supremacists. That is part of the slow right. motion insurrection. He is an insurrectionist. They cheered at Hitler, too. I mean, I mean, nationalism isn't divorced from the capacity to cheer a crowd. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it American. And it doesn't mean that Donald Trump isn't totally ignorant of the history of the word nationalism. Oops. Nazis and white supremacists. You see, Nicole, the rules changed. You changed them. And now you will live under them. When people say to me, Jesse, you shouldn't call me a communist. That is dehumanizing. It's dangerous. It's a dangerous escalation. And you know what I say to them? Man, I am... I am sorry about that dangerous escalation. I'm, I'm sorry about the label I've put on you. Sincerely, Nazi white supremacist. Nicole, you changed it. The game has changed now. The rules have changed. You wanted to accelerate everything. You decided anything and everything was acceptable in the effort to remove the Trump virus from your system. Okay, well now anything and everything is acceptable and those of us on the right who watched what you did, we changed with you. You remember this clip we played you yesterday of Jen Psaki crying? I'm gonna get emotional about this issue because I just, it's horrible. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's like kids who are bullied and they, 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 like all these leaders are, are taking steps to hurt them and hurt their lives and hurt their families. And you look at some of these laws in these states and it is going after parents who are in loving relationships, who have kids. It's completely outrageous, um, but it is it is a wedge issue. Sorry, I, I'm this, this is an issue that makes me completely crazy. Oh, she's crying. Good. The rules have changed, you pedophile-enabling monster. I'm glad you're crying. I hope you went home that night and cried yourself to sleep. I hope you woke up again this morning and cried. Because people who want to pervert young children, they deserve to cry. They do. And your tears, they sustain me. And which brings me to how we deal with the media. How do we deal with these people? You know, Joe Biden, the, the, this video went famous, where Joe Biden gave yet another speech. And once again, when he was done blah, 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 mumbling and bumbling through his speech, he didn't know where to go. And it's amazing how often when Joe Biden finishes a speech, he doesn't know where to go. I mean, I've given speeches before, and I will tell you, there's two directions you can go. You never go out to the crowd, and you never go straight back because there's always something behind you. You can go to your right and go to your left. So you've got a 50-50 shot of knowing where to go, but he never seems to guess the right one, which in and of itself is odd. But anyway, this happened the other day. God bless you all. Okay. What was the result of that? Well, the result was the highly politicized PolitiFact. You know, they try to act like there's some nonpartisan group. They went on some tangent about how Joe Biden didn't really do what you just saw him do. Just remember how disgusting these people are. 
every single thing they say is a lie. You don't have to scream hypocrite or liar at them. What you have to do is immediately dismiss every single thing the system tells you as being an outright lie because it is. Play offense with these people. Go with the rules they have given you. Don't have to be happy about it, but them's the rules now. All that may have made you uncomfortable. But I'm right. We have a great show for you tonight. We have a panel coming up next. But before we do that, where do you get your health insurance? I, I know it sucks shopping for health insurance. Believe me, I've had to do it several times. What about OneShare Health? You know they share your values. You know this is a faith-based insurance company that cares about veterans. 5% of your monthly payment goes to veterans with PTSD. They have all the coverage you need, no matter what it is, vision, dental, telehealth, you name it. It's all right there. Go to my.onesharehealth.com slash Kelly. Promo code Jesse Kelly gets you 75 bucks off your enrollment fee. Maybe your health insurance money every month should go to a company that doesn't hate you. We'll be back. The law is not about teaching sex education. It's about teaching about gender identity. And so what, what do you do if a parent or a kid, should I say a kid in one of these elementary schools, says, what about Sally? Sally has two moms. Or I'm not sure if I'm a girl or a boy. I mean, these are kids who are experiencing, um, you know, these moments in their lives. I also think that these are not... There is not a big record of there being either sex education or extensive gender identity education in these schools. And this is creating a problem or a political cudgel about an issue that I don't think exists. I love that. Look, it's about teaching gender identity. By the way, they're not even teaching gender identity. It's weird how none of these things were a problem when I was in school. Joining me now, my friend Brandon Morris, of course, Deputy Managing Editor of Red State, and Shamika Michelle, contributor to The Blaze. Brandon, then, honestly, I've, I've had a lot of beer in my life, so granted, the brain doesn't work that well. Did they teach this when we were in kindergarten and I just forgot about it? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, back when I was in kindergarten, I was learning things like how to share. Uh, don't bite your <laughs> friends. <laughs> This is a whole different kind of weird. Uh, the fact that they're trying to push this on kids tells me that they are 100% out of touch with not just reality, but I mean like with Americans, with regular people like you and me, like their, their values seem to have scattered to the four winds and I'm not exactly sure how it got there, but man, it went fast. It went very fast. And actually that's my question to Shamika. Shamika, doesn't it feel like this just happened? I mean, as much as I hate Barack Obama, it wasn't even like this under Obama, as far as I remember. How did this happen so fast? Jesse, I actually think it's been happening for a long time. I can remember talking about uh -huh. them teaching little boys that they could have periods and what was going to happen in the schools. And people told me that I was crazy because I saw this happening very slowly. We allowed little things to creep in and we weren't paying attention. And now we're here. We have Jen, you know, Raggedy Ann giving raggedy opinions as usual <laughs> and talking about it's not a problem. It's a very big problem. And if it really wasn't a problem, they wouldn't be making a big deal 
and trying to push back on these laws and they wouldn't be so upset with parents that are now putting our foot our feet down you know so it's a problem it's a big problem but i think it's been creeping in slowly but surely Shamika, you said we didn't care, and you're right, or we weren't aware. Why didn't we care? We love our kids. I love my kids. I, I've openly admitted I would commit virtually any crime on behalf of my children. I love them that much, but why didn't we care? You know, I can say with the black community, when Obama was in, in charge, when he was president, many of us voted for him simply because he was black. And if you ask me, I think he was used to push a lot of things that, you know, were LGBTQ plus related. And we weren't paying attention because we had a black man in the White House. So I think we just weren't paying attention because he was so likable, he was so charming, and he was doing a lot of things that would eventually harm us, even going back to wanting men in the women's restrooms. Like, that was a big deal, especially here. And people just, it didn't matter because it was Obama. And surely Mr. Sweet, charming Obama wouldn't do anything to hurt us. But he definitely was doing things, even small, to hurt us. I don't know why you'd want to be in a woman's restroom anyway. Way too much talking for my liking. All right, Brandon, I have a video here. Taylor Lorenz, it's all the rage here. A bunch of people are asking if I'm going to write about the West Elm Caleb story. No, I'm on book leave. I can't keep writing pieces for the New York Times. I literally do have a lot of deadlines. But journalists who are writing about it, please speak to people with experience in online harassment. I'm not going to lie, I've been pretty horrified by a lot of the media coverage of this. A lot of people are just aggregating some of the cruelest commentary online and whipping it all up into a news story with absolutely no comment from Caleb or nuance about the situation. The top story on Google yesterday was literally this House Beautiful story that doxes Caleb, puts his full name in the story, zero comment from this man, after this whole article gleefully encourages this online harassment and doxing campaign, they literally use him to sell West Elm furniture through affiliate links. Once again, commercializing a harassment and doxing campaign. I think the media needs a total wake-up call in the way that they cover online harassment, and this is just the latest example of it. Can you imagine being married to that? Brandon, she doesn't think this online harassment thing is good. Oh, she doesn't? That's really surprising, given the fact that she was just harassing an anonymous Twitter user's family. Okay, there, there's maybe something to be said for the user herself. I mean, it's a little bit of a of a breach of securities for someone who wants to remain anonymous. But you know, whenever you step into the the political arena and you're that effective, at some point in time, you're going to get found out. That's just the way it is. But the family, that seems a little off. Uh, Taylor Lorenz, in my honest opinion, might be one of the worst journalists out there. She made a big deal out of something that, to be honest with you shouldn't have been made a big deal of, uh, at least on in her part. All that the libs of TikTok does is take content made by leftists and puts them on Twitter. Doesn't edit them, doesn't do anything, just puts them on Twitter. Gives them a nice little signal boost, as they call it. And apparently that was effective enough that the left lost their minds over it and had to go after her. Taylor Lorenz felt like she was being a hero of some kind by going after this woman. In truth, she took the biggest L that she possibly could. If you actually look at uh, the followers, Libs of TikTok has exploded in followers. 
It was a Streisand effect. You're not supposed to see this. This is really bad for our democracy or whatever. And now everyone is going there. So you know what? I think that we actually need to be thanking Taylor Lorenz for what she did. She actually effectively exposed the end result of a lot of these leftist policies to the rest of the world. Good for you, Taylor Lorenz. Thank you. Shamika, how should the right handle journalists like this, if that's what we're going to call the the harassment, the revealing of anonymous information? We all we all know the woman behind that anonymous account is now receiving death threats. In fact, people who share her name are receiving death threats. So how should we handle such things? I think the perfect way to handle that would to be to tell her I'm I'm lives of TikTok's uh, founder cousin and that she should show up to my door to harass me. <laughs> and then my friends, I would say, well, they're also cousins, and we welcome you to come and talk to us about this situation. I think it speaks volumes that instead of wanting to challenge the teachers who are obviously grooming our kids, that you wanted to out the person that was just taking their videos and putting it on a different site. But I think what we should do is let everyone know I'm, I'm her cousin. Call me, Taylor. <laughs> I'll <just> talk. <laughs> All right. Finally, I'm going to throw this one to both of you. Brandon, I'm going to go to you first. Mm-hmm. It looks like we're on the verge of a nice 2022 election win, top to bottom, school board to Congress. It looks like that's probably unavoidable at this point in time. Do you think we are developing a better, more aggressive mentality on the right where we'll actually do something with said wins? I think that if you have, or if the right, if the Republicans have any gumption whatsoever, they're going to use this momentum to continue to win. I think that we have, really all we need to do is continue to do the right thing. Uh, I'm a little disappointed if I'm being honest with the right. However, I think that we didn't arrive here just by ourselves. I think that the era of Trump did help a lot to teach us how to go on the offensive, which is awesome. The internet has allowed people to get creative with memeing and and you know making arguments and stuff like that. I think that's great. But I think that, to be honest with you, one of the reasons that we're here now is because the left tried to push the Overton window to the left very quickly. Um, they, in their hubris, decided that they could just start lording over people's children, shutting things down, making everyone wear masks, vaccine mandates. I mean, they pushed a lot of this very quickly hard to the left and that woke a lot of people up. So I wouldn't exactly say that it's entirely the right's fault that we're winning right now. Uh, The left had to screw up majorly to get here. But that said, we can use this momentum. We can use the lessons that we've been taught to make ourselves better. Uh, make make us a, a huge winning force in America when it comes to elections. Um, that's going to take, I think, a little bit of loosening up on our part. Uh, but otherwise, I, I think the future is pretty bright. Uh, for the left, not so much. They have nothing right now but overdramatics. They're leaderless. I don't even know where they're going right now. Shamika? You know, I would love for us to seize the moment, but I can't say that I'm truly confident that many on the right will. There are there are several of them, you being one of them, that I think realize this is a perfect opportunity because yes, people on the left or Democrats are feeling very uh, tired of what they're seeing with Biden not really knowing you know, if he's here or there uh, in his mind. And just the whole overreach of parenting. When you mess with a mama and papa baby,
there, you have really gone too far and you're going to get something that you really don't want to see. So I think this is a perfect opportunity. I just don't know if many on the right has the guts to really grab hold to this and run with it or if they'll go back to just being passive and thinking, oh, this won't happen or that won't happen and not ready to be on the offense instead of just trying to come mm -hmm. to defense most of the time uh, too late. Mm -hmm. Amen. All right, y'all. Well, that's it for that for now, but we have a lot more on the show. We have celeb um, people are excited about taking their masks off on the planes. They are. It's, it's universal. We, we've had videos out there of people crying. But they're going to try to tell you that people aren't excited about it now. Why? Because they lie. And it's all about control. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Now, before we do that, speaking of airlines, you know there are airlines out there that are still trying to keep your mask on you right now? I mean, how can you keep track of all these things, right? Which corporation is against you? Which corporation is on your side? It's hard. I mean, you're supposed to spend all day online trying to figure this stuff out? You don't have to. Go download Public SQ. It's right there in your App Store, Google Play, Apple Store, whatever it may be. Public SQ. You want to know which local coffee shop stood up for you? It's on Public SQ. Public SQ will tell you how to be putting your money where your morals are. We'll be back. You remember earlier this week, we were talking about the planes and masking and how this new ruling came out. Federal judge in Florida said, hey, take the masks off. You can't do that. It's against the law. You remember what I said? Do you remember what I said? In case you don't, here's what I said. Why would they be disappointed you're not being forced to wear a mask anymore? Because these people see themselves as kings and queens, and they do believe it is important you see them as kings and queens. And the king, well, he likes to let the subjects know who's in charge. That's how they view you. Yes, cry your tears of joy. Be happy. Put a smile on your face. Clap. Call a relative. Mom, I'm, I'm flying to meet you. I can finally take this mask off my face. Do all those things. Be happy. But do not forget who still rules you. CDC just came out. They are backing the Joe Biden administration's appeal to try to keep the mask on your face. But why? I mean, why would they do such a thing? We now know study after study after study shows the masks don't even work. They know the masks don't work. That's why they've all been caught without them a thousand times. Why do they want to make you wear a mask? Because they want you to remember you're a peasant. You're ruled. You're ruled by them. They want you to know it. It's not just that they want to rule you. They want you to know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, they rule you, and you have to do what you're told. And this is why I have called time and time again for arrests and trials of public officials, both elected and unelected. I mean, let's do keep in mind, the same CDC that's backing the Biden administration's appeal of the mask mandate, this is the CDC that colluded with the teachers' unions to decide what the mask what the COVID rules should be for schools across the country, and then schools across the country follow those rules? The teachers' union is some kind of disease-controlling scientific body now? No. 
The Center for Disease Control is a politicized body made up of people who believe you're a peasant, they're smart, you're stupid, and they should rule over you. That's not just me saying it. They're flat out admitting these things. They admit them on camera because they can't help themselves. Here's Jen Psaki. And the Department of Justice, as you noted, has indicated uh, that they would appeal, uh, not just because they think it's entirely reasonable, uh, of course, to have this additional time to look at it, but because they think uh, that the current, uh, for current and future public health crises, uh, we want to preserve that, that uh, authority for the CDC to have in the future. I'm sorry? Your concern is making sure the CDC has that authority in the future? I told you, they think they're kings and queens. Remember, I've told you a million times, there are three things all the people who lead your culture now have in common. That's the politicians, that's the bureaucrats, that's the professors, entertainers, media people. They, they all share these same three characteristics. One, no love of country. Oftentimes they hate the country, but there's no love of country at all. They don't wake up ever and feel, man, I love America. Nothing for them. Two, completely disconnected from reality. They've never lived how you live. They have no connection to your world. It was right from fancy upbringing to fancy Ivy League school to congressman whatever's office or MSNBC. These people have no idea how real people live. They have no idea what it's like to look at the gas price as you're filling up your truck and want to break into tears because you know, ah, looks like we're not going out to eat again for another week. They have no idea what that feeling is like. And three, most importantly for this purpose, they believe they should rule over you as kings and queens. And I don't mean that in a snobby way. Well, I'm better than him. I mean, they genuinely believe the limits placed on them by the Western democracies, if that's what you want to call it, even though we're not a democracy, the limits placed on them, they believe those limits are absurd. They hate those limits. They believe they are of a higher class and they should rule over us as kings and queens. And that's why they do the things they do. All right. How's the economy doing? What's going on with inflation? We're going to talk about that in just a moment. Before we do that, though, let's talk about Eden Pure. When I talk to you about Eden Pure Thunderstorm, I want you to know I wasn't a believer either when a friend first told me about Eden Pure Thunderstorm. We were actually having a conversation about allergies or whatnot, and I was telling him about the air purifiers we always keep in the house. We always have had them. And I told him, man, I've got to have it. It's the only thing that provides me any relief. My eyes itchy. And he said, try Eden Pure. And when I first got it, I put it out of the box. And it's only like that big. And I'm used to the big ones, right? And I said, what, what is this? What is it? This isn't going to do anything. I was wrong. It's amazing. I, I went out and bought two more. I now own three. Keep one where I sleep, one where my sons sleep, and one in the general living area. Go and do likewise because you can get it for $200 off. They have a three-pack for $200 off right now. You have to go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE, and you get a three-pack for $200 off. How about that? We'll be back. Today, the United States is announcing that we intend to provide an additional $500 million dollars and direct economic assistance to the Ukrainian government. This brings our total economic support for Ukraine to $1 billion in the past two months. Okay, 
One, I'm not sure about that. I remember 800 million, and now that's 500 million. Now I went to community college, but carry the one. I actually think that's 1.3. But you know what? Let's just talk to John Carney about this because he knows and I don't. John Carney joins me now, Breitbart News finance and economics reporter. All right, John, exactly how much money have we sent to Ukraine? Nobody really knows. Look, they, they're going to keep sending money to the Ukraine. The, the, you can do the math on what we've publicly announced, but we're, we're, I guarantee we're sending a lot more than anything we are admitting to sending right now. Okay. All right. John, I do have to ask. It's not that I'm unsympathetic, especially to civilians being bombed out of their homes in Ukraine, but I'm shocked there's enough of an appetite in America for them to do this kind of thing with inflation running rampant here. It is tough when you go to the gas pump or go try to buy bacon anymore to wake up the next day and find out we're sending $500 million to Ukraine. That's right. Look, I think a lot of Americans are very sympathetic. We don't like to see what's happening in Ukraine, but we don't want to have our government overspending. We already know that the government spent way too much money in the last year when we were coming out of the pandemic recession. The Biden administration kept spending money. These dollars will eventually make their way back to the US and be inflationary here. Remember, when we print dollars, when we spend money, when the government keeps ramping up the deficit, and this is deficit spending, there's no taxes funding this extra spending. There's no cuts coming from anywhere else. So this is extra money being printed. And we are going to eventually, that will add to the inflationary forces in the US. Okay, John, I'm glad you brought up inflation because I have a question I don't even want to ask, but you're the man I have to ask it to, so I'm asking it. We have inflation now, it's really bad. As you just pointed out, they're not slowing down on the spending. If anything, they're ramping it up. Uh, how does this result in anything but hyperinflation? What am I missing? There, not a lot. We are going to get a, a, a lot more inflation. Inflation isn't going away. There's a theory that maybe we hit peak inflation in March just because it was so high. Um, but there's not a lot of evidence for that. In fact, the evidence that's coming in most recently, today we got a report from the Philadelphia Fed that showed that the prices that manufacturers are paying for inputs to the goods they're making hit a record high. So the most manufacturers, so the, the biggest percentage of manufacturers ever recorded say their prices went up, not just over the last year, but from March to April. So inflation is still raging very hot and there's not a good sign of it going away anytime. The Fed is going to try to hike rates enough to get it under control, but it's not clear they can do that without putting us into a recession. Uh, which actually led me to my next question. I understand they're gonna hike rates to try to avoid hyperinflation, I get that, but doesn't that in and of itself simply wreck the economy when you don't have access to cash? Well, this is going to be a big problem. They're going to try to engineer a, what they call a soft landing, which means you know that they slow the economy down enough that the price hikes get under control, but not so much that they cause uh, unemployment to rise a lot. It's going to rise a little. I, I don't think there's any way you get what some economists are calling immaculate disinflation, which is where you still have you know record low unemployment and we get inflation under control. I don't I don't see a pathway for that happening. What I do see the pathway for is 
that we it's possible just slightly possible we avoid an outright recession but unemployment's going to go up before we get inflation under control okay if john carney was in charge which would actually be nice how would john carney in our current situation i know you wouldn't have gotten us in this but in our current situation how would you avoid a recession i don't think i don't think i could avoid a recession i don't think the smartest people in the world can avoid a recession now the mistakes were made we're going to have to pay for our past mistakes and there's not a lot of way if i got lucky i could avoid a recession that's all i can tell you you know maybe you could avoid it but frankly i think the bigger danger is inflation so i would risk recession to avoid erasing people's bank accounts with 15 percent inflation next year yeah golly. all right john uh this was a doozy elizabeth warren came out and had this to say so we've got all these companies that are at record profits and because of increased concentration there's no way to compete those prices back down right, right so you've got these multiple threads running through here so my view on this first is it's not going to look like this in another five months it will be different now will it be enough will inflation be down i can't make that prediction sure, sure. but we do know supply chain kinks are working their way out. We don't know what will happen with the pandemic. Uh, we do know people have their jobs. But what we need to be doing is we need to be talking about the good economic news that is in part tied to the challenges of inflation. John, what's the good economic news? So unemployment is very low. So there is that bit of good economic news. But her thesis is entirely wrong. The idea that we are going to work out the supply chain kinks and that that is the major driver of inflation is just inaccurate. First of all, inflation right now is being driven by excess demand. This isn't just my opinion. Jason Furman, who is a Harvard professor, worked in the Obama administration, top economic advisor, says it's demand driven. It's going to be persistent and demand driven. Number two, we're not working out the chinks in the supply chain in large part because we're still addicted to China. So what we have right now is China shutting down entire cities because of COVID. So as long as that keeps happening, our supply chain problems are gonna get worse. Plus we have a war in Ukraine, which is creating problems for all sorts of commodities. So these problems are going to get worse before they get better. Food inflation is coming in the future. The food inflation we've had so far has nothing to do with the war in Ukraine. That's going to come later this year. We are going to have very potentially not a, not a lot of relief when it comes to oil in part because you have all this ESG investing that says, if you invest in fossil fuels, you are a bad, bad company, bad person. Even today, we got news that activists are protesting the state of Oregon because they have fossil fuel investments. Guess what? If you don't invest in fossil fuels, the price of gasoline keeps going up, inflation keeps getting worse. So I don't see these problems working out five months from now just magically. That's the theory I just mentioned, immaculate disinflation. We just, we just managed to get through it somehow. Every indicator is going the other way. Mm. What's the beige book? The beige book is a book that used to be beige and it used to be a book. It is the uh, Federal Reserve's report on uh, from, from each of the 12 banks 
on what's going on in the business communities in their local areas. So you get a report from the Boston Fed and the New York Fed and the Philly Fed about what businesses are saying about business conditions, about inflation, about credit conditions. And it's a collection of anecdotes, but it's looked at for two reasons. One, it's more up to date than a lot of the economic data we get, which tends to be like looking at last month or the month before that, or even three months ago. Two, the Fed officials seem to pay a lot of attention to the Beige Book, so it tells us what they might do uh, when it comes to the economy in the future. John, finally, static management in China, what does that even mean? It means lockdowns. They don't want to say lockdowns because when they announce they're going to lock down a city, people panic and they buy everything they can. They try to get out of the city. So now they've started calling it static management, but it means they're locking down the city. And what? And as I was saying earlier, this has implications for the U.S. economy and the global economy. For the U.S. economy, it's we don't ex export too much to China, so that's not a big problem for us. But we do import lots of things, so we may have shortages in the U.S. of stuff we buy from China. Believe it or not, we're more dependent on imports from China now than we were before the pandemic. So we've gone the wrong direction. Yeah, it's John, you can't believe it. John Carney, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, we're more dependent now than before. <laughs> All right, you know what we need? We need to lighten the mood. It's coming up next. All right, it's time to lighten the mood. You know what's underrated? Hatred in sports. Stay with me, stay with me. I know maybe you're the gentle type and you enjoy watching all the players high five and hug each other. And I love you, but even though we're on opposing teams, I hate that. Sports is better with hatred. I want the football team getting in a big brawl at midfield before the game even starts. Why? Because then I know the game is gonna be even spicier. So when I saw this video yesterday, everybody was outraged about it. I thought, ah, that's sweet. North Central has taken the lead here in game one. Oh, oh my, oh no. Game one. Oh, oh my, oh no. Game one. Do it. Oh, oh my, oh no. That guy needs to go out for the football team. All right, hey, we got a special tomorrow. 2022 is coming. As we just talked about earlier in the show, probably going to be a good year for us, right? Well, do you think Democrats are just going to let that happen? Do you think they're going to try to pull some things? Special drops tomorrow if you're a First TV supporter. We're going to talk a lot about what they're going to try to do. Go download the First TV app, become a First TV supporter, and you'll be able to watch it tomorrow. See you then. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children, builds specifically adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured veterans, and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during 
during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades, nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.